it is time for us to take that journey again into our thoughts with Ifoma Idibe, Henry Bassi, and Derek Igbinedio on Thinking Aloud. On this show, we air our opinions on topical issues as well as matters of importance and of general interest. We really just think aloud about this world in which we all live in and all the random and deliberate things that affect and influence us. We open up conversations like social media. Absolutely. Social media. Yes. So we are thinking aloud on social media and we just invite you to think aloud with us. So welcome back to Thinking Aloud. And I would like us to start this with social media, because this ties into our last conversation of um, too much information. Now, social media has been a revolution. We know that, as, and it has changed the fundamental way which we go through life, which we experience life. Social media, like every other thing, is good and bad. You know, too much of everything is bad mm. and all that. But so let me start with the things I like about social media. It is created, it dis decentralized so many things. And like information, for example, has been decentralized because of social media. And the other thing I like about it, it is has, it has created new jobs, new revenue streams for so many people. But with everything, it has its downside. Because mm. there was a study done by Jonathan Hyde, which showed that um, Depression, anxiety, everything is up along amongst millennial and Gen Z due to social media. So <clears throat> one of the things he pointed out was if people don't get enough enough likes, they become more anxious. They post a picture and then all they're doing is waiting to mm. see what happens. Mm. You know, um, I think you talked about this in the last topic. So if you post a picture, in fact, let me tell you a story of a friend of mine, mm. she's more on the conservative side, mm. you know, so she posts pictures and all that and all that, you know, she struggled with dating and all that. So we're talking one day and she said, she's gotten a date. And I was like, oh, great. That's good. Because she told me this year she had never been on a date. And this was like June. So she said she finally got a date. And so I was like, oh, great. She said, I wouldn't believe it was because she posted a bikini photo. And then someone was like, oh, you're looking good and all mm. that. All the photos she's been posting hasn't resulted in anybody mm. approaching her. And then she, she, well, she was like, that's not how she wants to experience life. Mm. So the question is, when is it too much and what should be appropriate? That's the question I want. Yeah, that, that's a, a brilliant question. Um, and then just thinking about the story of this lady, you know, the truth is that sex sells. And so it's always baked into sitcoms. For people that don't want to go through that, that. What, what are their options? Because the people that want to do it are fine. You know, they're enjoying the social media, they're enjoying the attention. Yeah. But what about the people that don't want to go through life like that? I, I think that from a relationship perspective, people should be real and connect with real people. So hoping to find a spouse online is ambitious from my perspective. But that's it's the possible. number one way people find spouse. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no avoiding it, it, that. It, 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 it happens. But then for someone who's not cut out for that limelight, she has to look at other channels. I think, Derek, that your question goes to the heart of the problem with social media. Why would it be that in a world full of people, 
that you're dependent on social media to get a relationship because we've lost the art of face-to-face -face relationships, developing relationships. We've lost the ability to engage with people. So we rely on a platform, social media to engage. And there are side issues associated with it. That's not how she wants to be, but she's doing something that is what she doesn't want to be because mm. she wants to achieve something. Mm. There's a psychological fallout right there. I mean, it just shows how it seeps in. It, it, seeps it totally in. seeps into everything you do. And mm. for me, the greatest danger, I appreciate everything that social media does in terms of connecting people. But is it really connecting people? It is artificially connecting people. But we've lost the ability to really engage with human beings. And even I find myself, I find it convenient for myself to send messages on WhatsApp. And to maybe you write an article how you feel about something as opposed to talking to a human being about how you feel. So we're now paying psychologists, psychoanalysts, therapists to listen to us talk because human beings have lost the ability to talk. And for me, all the things that it leads to, depression, loneliness, are a massive fallout. And I don't know whether it's worth that and even um bullying cyber bullying bullying has become much easier you can bully people you don't know before you could only you could bully people that you knew because you saw them in the school playground you saw them in the school playground and so you you didn't like them you said you say to them oh i don't like you but now you just see them on social media and you decide to attack them and you get all your friends to attack them and so one million people from all over the world who have never met you who don't know who you are hate you you. you know, some people find or out. Like you. Some people find out that yeah. their spouse or their partners are angry at them from social media. <laughs> this is someone that's in the same because they can't communicate. Because they can't communicate. But you know, so we grew up just at the beginning of of social media. Mm. So, for example, when Facebook was out, the idea was not to sit and talk to people on Facebook all day long. The idea was to connect, you know, you met people on Facebook and you guys went out and did things together. But now it's now become um, Instagram, you know, to all dating apps and all sorts of social media have now become the predominant way. I don't think that was the intention, yeah. but... And also Facebook was to connect with old friends. Yes. And it was just a way to reach out Reconnect. to people. But now yes. it's now the predominant way to talk to people. Well, you know, that's a generational thing for me. So. <laughs> so the question is, what do we do? This is the new reality. So what do we do about it? Some people believe limiting, um, you know, their children from social media and all that. And the, in fact, the most interesting thing about this whole social media thing is most tech giants, the founders, their children don't use social media. Mm. That tells you something. Their children go to the old school type of schools where they something. don't use computers, mm. they don't use... You mean that's arithmetic. That, that speaks yeah. volumes. It speaks volumes. Because they know, the <laughs> they know how it works. Like, the public doesn't know how it works. They don't know the research that they've done on you for you to remain... Because it's, it's, it's supposed addictive. to keep you there. It's addictive. It's supposed to keep you there. And, and even when, you know, you know that this is addictive and you find yourself unconsciously waking up in the morning and going to grab your phone. Information. Just yes. to get more information. What's going just on in the world? What happens when I was asleep? And, and it's such, it's become so prevalent 
around most people. I mean, so the, the question that keeps coming to my mind when I was listening to both of you is when people are addicted to social media, how do they get off it? Hmm. Because <laughs> it's becoming a new drug. It, it's, it's, so the thing about social media, it gives you a false sense of things. For example, you have followers. So it gives you a false sense that you, you think you have friends. It validates you. You know, it, you have this false belief that you have friends and you know people. But when you're going through issues, those people are not there. But how do you get out of it? You that's, know, that's, yeah, to go to your question. So it's, it's difficult. I think so, it's, so, it should be in moderation. So, but who moderates it? A, a, fantastic. I was going to say moderation, who moderates, but it's an interesting study that's just come up. Now... In social media, you have people you call influencers mm -hmm. who have a lot of followers mm -hmm. who sometimes have bought these followers. Mm -hmm. So what you then have is someone who you think that can send out one tweet and it will reach 4 million people. So you're happy to pay the person. In fact, the owners of the platform pay you too for being such an influential person yes. on the platform. And what do they do? They go out of their way, they spend time, they take pictures, they go for shoots, they put out content, and they're getting likes, 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 and shares. But just like the conversation I was having before we started, the brands who also need to grow their following tend to have, have worked with influencers in the past and are realizing that it is not delivering a return on their investment anymore. It's just popularity. Because their followers are one, not necessarily organically grown, mm. and two, there are no real relationships. Mm. So the Even next online. Exactly. So the next level that we're beginning to look at in the marketing space is the micro, influencers, micro but influencers. the micro-influencers. They don't have one million People followers. Like they have 1, 000, a hundred thousand or one thousand. But those one thousand are their real friends. Mm. So that when I post my trip in Barbados and Derek and yourself see that, oh, you must be having a blast here. These are real people who were with me the week before, who knew I was going away. And so there's a real conversation going on. But they don't have those numbers. However, why do you have to put out your life? It's, to get validated? It's because of the mirage of success. You see, people want to be want other people to feel they're really doing well and mm. an easy way to do it is to put out a story you create a story mm -hmm. around your life and you put out because i was told about someone who every weekend does her makeup gets someone to do makeup takes pictures posts and after that is really lonely because she actually doesn't have social functions to go mm. to but she's creating a story out there that she's really happy yeah. and that she's really having a great time and i hear about people who take pictures in front of other people's houses and, and call it their own or take it with the background as if they're somewhere. So it means that we're really creating insecure people. Mm. And so to go to the question you asked, how does an insecure person wean himself or herself off from that which gives them mm. security? Mm. They're not going to be able to wean them. It's an addiction. Which means that in the same way that you have places that deal with substance abuse, we really now need to have places that will force people or wean them off their phones, places where you can keep a person, they don't have access to social media. 
you know. But, who, but what is the guarantee that when they the come person out, that is like, it's like but people like to social I mean, media. You, you do. <laughs> no, that's the thing. If the person doesn't, if the person doesn't believe they have a problem, if the person believes take my their life phone is away more, for two hours, yeah. Yeah. My, I, that's the thing. Who's going to take their phone? That's the this question. Is, no, it has. But you see, it gets to that stage because where these tests, there are these tests. Let's say I'm a it's twenty-seven a year old. I mm. live by myself yeah. and I like my social media. That I'm always talking to people. People are always commenting on my thing. I feel like everything is fine. I feel I don't have a problem. It's other people that think I have a problem that I post too much. No, no, but that's exactly what I'm saying. If you're an insecure person, how do you take away their dependency? A person who has problems doesn't know they have problems. People with psychological mm. problems don't necessarily know they have problems. Mm. I know there was something I was reading the other day about um, depression. That, oh, you see me and I'm having conversations, but I'm depressed. Yeah. You know, you see me, I look as if I'm having a great time, but I'm depressed. In the same way, you see me, I'm saying I'm not dependent on social media, but every second my phone is out. My phone is on the table so I can see it. In my book that you talked about, I call my, my new best friend. Yeah. Because that's the one when I need a, a pump of, of adrenaline, I put on my own, oh, there's something going on, I can laugh and be happy all by myself. We're crazy. But, uh, but <laughs> We're it, it is crazy. So the, the thing about it is, even so, I will say to people that even when they're in social situations, they're still dependent on social media. I think those are the people that have, they have it the worst because we can all be out having you know a good time or whatever mm. and someone is just on their phone because that's a better time for them mm. you know they post a picture of oh this is where i am you know people are liking it meanwhile the people you surrounded yourself mm. with you're not even engaged with those people so i think this has all come out of habits that have now become detrimental so you i, I saw this really sad picture once mother father mm. three children at home in front of the screen but all on their screens. Yes. Yeah. And they were completely not talking to each other. But why groups. is social media more interesting than that sort of situation? Because that's why people do it. So, so I think life has also driven people into their worlds where when they're alone, and I'm just thinking, I don't have the answers, mm. but you know, when You're they're thinking aloud. I'm thinking aloud. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and, and you know, they're, they're, they're in that world high pressure job and you need a breather you try and reach out to your spouse for example she's in a high pressure job too she can't you can't reach her when you want so you then say okay i have a window this is your alternative let me quickly so get a job and it's just really and yeah. then you phone, find yeah. yourself getting addicted it's it's, 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 it's it's yes. I think that there's 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 a lot of validity in what you've said, and and I think that's what really about have now the, the people that feel inadequate with their life because of what they see other people. So some people don't feel satisfied. They feel like other people are doing so much with their lives and they're not doing enough just because of what someone else has curated. Yeah. But that's yeah. part of the problem. Yeah. yeah. It's so, a social problem. It's a social so crisis. people like that, what are their options? I don't know. What Everybody knows social media is fake. But it doesn't change the effect it has on you. Yeah. But you see, even when it's fake and you're posting pictures of looking good, it means you have access to some money. Yeah. Even if you borrowed the things, nobody yeah. knows. You, it looks as if you have access. And so the person who is sitting and who, who can't take those kind of pictures is thinking, 
oh, it's only me, it's only me. And this is particularly common about among millennials. And I think it's because a lot of them don't even have the opportunity to get the jobs that will make a difference. Mm -hmm. So it ties into their current circumstances. It can only lead to depression, further depression. Because also when you're really busy, you don't have too much time to sit on it all the time and post all the time, unless it's your job. And you know, that's one of the things that we're going to talk about, yes. the things, how we, we use ourselves. Yeah. What I find the most ironic is this: we've created the most connected society, but it's also the loneliest society it we've is. ever yeah. created. Yeah. And, 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 and to, to that point, how do you also manage people who are also extreme on the other side? They don't share anything about themselves mm -hmm. their dp has been that dp that's one for I'm, 20 I'm years I'm I'm on, I'm on, <laughs> you see the clothes coming out now well you know i post <laughs> every now and then so so but you thrive on other people's stories. I don't thrive okay, on no, other no, people's no, stories. You're that checking one. out. No, that one you're, I don't. You're, you're, you're looking for information no. and you're saying, oh, this is happening here. But you're not sharing anything. I hardly else. have a footprint on, on social media platforms I looking have, about I other people's information. But there are some people that I will go to the internet and see what's going on with their lives. Like, like, like if I could decide I want to see what Dan Ross is doing now, mm. that sort of thing, I would do that. But I don't equate it with always being on social media and, and finding out what's going on in, with people's lives and putting out my own to show them that me, Seth, I did, yeah, mm. you know. Uh -huh. mm. it's, for me, it's a whole different, it might be an age thing, which is mm. why really millennials are the ones that we really need to look at how they're managing social media and how it's dominating their lives and determining how they live and who their friends are and who they want to be associated with and the whole cult of celebrity because it is associated with social media. Mm. And then what about body image? Because I know surgery is up. <laughs> Most people are, you know, make, doing surgeries to yes. for their enhance body themselves one way or the other just to keep up with. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because right now, you know, you can't, you have to have, it's a, a you have, to have a snatched it waist, whether you like it or not. If, you, if you're going to look have at yourself as a snatched waist. Go work out. Lazy no. people, we're just lazy. No, because this is the thing, right? If you look at yourself as like a, a top tier woman, yeah. you have to have a certain figure. I haven't seen these days, like if you look at yourself as I am the top tier, you know, the most desirable before you know, small, maybe two weeks later, you've seen snatch ways, flat stomach, like this and that and that and that and that. So we all have. So they thing, go to this extent. Yeah, they take out ribs. Now the thing is, and of course, like I'm not against um, enhancements. Enhancement, but it depends on why you're doing it. You know, but why do people do enhancements at all? It's, it's because of them, other people it's now. To make uh, themselves feel attractive. So Which attractive. is going to lead us to. And a very interesting topic around peer pressure mm -hmm. and approval addiction. Mm -hmm. Because that in itself means that you're living your life for people. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so there's a deficiency. But social media is your tool. <laughs> it's your tool for, it, for it's your promoting yourself. To other people's lives. Yeah. <clears throat> it's your tool for promoting yourself and getting yourself into other people's rooms and their phones and everything to do with them. Could, this is me. You can see the person you grew up with, even even if the person has moved abroad, for example, you can see their day-to-day -day life and you mm. think, this is so much better than mine. But, but where is the place for, you can see his life and you can celebrate, oh, wow, 
well done. You've done well. Mine will have, and that inspires you. Yes, but when you see it every day. <laughs> no, if you see that, it, that means you're going to look for it every well, day. Well, that's the thing. People on social Which media every day. But, but honestly, what it, because what it speaks to, for me, is the lack of strength of character these days. Which mm. we'll talk social about. media, social media is therefore whittling away character, which takes us to the importance of parenting hmm. in raising children. Hmm. You talked about values yes. yeah. and the importance of value systems and the importance of contentment and delayed gratification. All the words that delayed gratification young that no longer exists. <laughs> you can't say that anymore. What? <laughs> it has to be now. The microwave age now. And so and, uh, the the funny thing is um, about delayed gratification is in the back then you had to work, retire, and then travel the world and all that. But now there's no money to travel the world. Uh, yeah, this year I have to go to Spain. I have to go to Barcelona. I have to go to the US. All this. How will you pay for it? We'll figure something out. Mm. People just want to do things now. There's no later anymore. Now. We have a real social problem. Mm. And social media is, is exacerbating it because it takes the information about people's lives. It's like the Kardashians. If you, if you look at their lives, you'll be thinking, my goodness, they're living the life. And you will want to do whatever it is to emulate those lives. Mm. And social media is your vehicle for doing so. Our conversation has been on social media. And we've been listening to the three wonderful hosts of the show take us on a journey with their thoughts. Ifoma Itipe, Henry Bassi, and Derek Ibinejo on Thinking Aloud. Join us again for the next edition in which we'll gladly share our thoughts with you. Thinking Aloud is a production of Boys to Men Foundation.